191 of the Sane Asylum. I'm your host, Giuseppe. And uh, what a good night it's going to be tonight. A couple of Pauls, and they're both presidential candidates, and they're both going to debate. So first off, he came initially to international prominence as Paul from California. Then he rebranded as Northern Nevada Paul. But, you know, both those phrases are kind of syllably. And so how about the third like goldilocks the right bed paul reno and what's interesting is that in some of you may remember the um the uh show from uh many years ago um hold on a second let me uh look that up real quick the show where um it was called uh paul reno and uh, Paul Reno was an award-winning action drama that ran from 1972 to 1978 on ABC. Reno was a brave white nationalist who fought the crimes and knocked the shit out of uh, blacks, chinks, homos, fags, and trannies. So that was a great show. I, I, I enjoyed watching it. So welcome, Paul Reno. I told you it doesn't matter what your name is! <laughs> Um, for the listeners out there, uh, Giuseppe is just absolutely making that up. I never heard of such a show. I don't believe one ever existed. And if it did, I, I have no ties. Uh, it's only a coincidence that I would resemble any character on movies or television. There you go. Just a joke. Just the Giuseppe dark humor. <laughs> and the other Paul is equally legendary. Hasn't been on for a while. The man who created the phenomenal band poker face and he, if he hadn't told the truth he'd be as big as uh any of the giant bands of the 90s and 2000s but because he told the truth about the international jew he got 
blackballed, but that didn't stop him. And he held Freedom Paloozas, and now he's uh, made a major commitment to innovations in natural healing. Welcome, Paul Tapete, back to the show. It's been too long, Paul. How are you? Uh, good, brother. Uh, good to be back. Great to hear your voice, man. Yep, great to hear yours. So both of you guys have joked around uh, that you should be president. I agree, either one of you make an excellent president. But because we're seeing all these uh, these uh, um, presidential debates, these rigged rigged uh, 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 dog and pony shows, where um, each each uh, uh, phony candidate works harder to. Um, to uh, uh, kiss the Jewish rectum. In fact, the weird thing now is is all we're seeing is a lot of curry monkeys, like uh, the slutty uh, uh, Nimrata uh, Rondhawa, who changed her name to Nikki Haley, who who's just a, a low life pos. And then you've got uh, Viv- Vivek uh, Ramabama up your pooper, and all these other little curry monkeys. And I I I'll tell you what, I just cannot imagine. You know, granted, the international Rothschild cabal is installing all these little five foot two curry monkeys in positions of power, like in England with uh, 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 Rishi Sunak, and I don't even know the other names of those little little dwarfs in Ireland and Scotland. I mean, they they just amuse themselves by humiliating heritage Europeans whenever they can. But uh, it's never going to happen in the United States. Who the heck is going to vote for one of these little curry monkeys? But you know what? We got two proud nationalist candidates. So let's kick off the debate. Uh, I'll be the moderator as a as a trained professional journalist of years past. So I'm going to ask each of you guys a question, or I'll play some clips, as in questions from the audience. And the uh, so let's start with uh, we'll give Paul Tapete the first question. So Paul, um, if you were elected president, what would you do to prevent uh, the United States from fighting another war for Israel? Uh, don't give him any money. That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, don't Is send that- any more weapons. <laughs> don't send our military over. Uh, recall our military. Yep, all excellent that's answers. That's all right, those are, uh, so let's go to Paul Reno. What would you do, Paul, to prevent uh, any any another senseless war for Israel uh, with American blood, American money, and American know-how? Well, that's a that's a big one. I mean, right now my head is kind of swimming around here from this uh, this new anti hate campaign we're all seeing. You know, you got to hand it to these Jews. You know, they're really just absolutely. You know, their brilliance cannot be, uh, shall we say, overestimated. Uh, you know, they have the reputation of being so smart. So, who would have thought to take a geometric color and shape like a blue square? and put it in the middle of football games. You know, you're trying to watch, uh, you know, a game. You're trying to enjoy, you know, once a week or so, the uh, American tradition in the fall. And in between commercials for Febreze and uh, Geico, you know, which, of course, you know, no man is ever going to, you know, participate in anyway, you get to see these commercials for stopjewishhate.org or stopjewishhate.com. And they talk, they tell, oh, you know, Jewish hate is on the rise. They, They actually said this. I'm not making this up. It's up 
Like, really? Like, where do you get that figure? How is that calculated? I, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't say it was up like 6 million percent, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, like I said, this idea that, you know, you could take uh, some shape. I don't know why they didn't say, you know, let's use a cube. Put it, wear a cube on your head. You know, that'll that'll stop uh, the, the hate from rising. So here are these people that we're supposed to feel sorry for them because they're victims of some tremendous, uh, you know, tremendously well-organized terrorist attack. Right. And we're supposed to feel for- sorry because, oh, you know, they got uh, heads of babies were chopped off. But yet everybody keeps hating them and hate rises. It's like, how could this possibly be explained except for perhaps centuries upon centuries upon centuries of lies and deception and theft and murder and poisoning? So I don't know. You asked me a question about how can we stop uh you know, prevent a war, you know, that the Jews are going to instigate. I mean, how about let's hit people upside the head with a two by four. That would be my (laughs) suggestion for the moment. An activist president. I like it. All right. So, uh, uh, producer Sam, if you could, uh, if you could play uh, clip number one. So this is going to take the place of a question from the audience first. So both you, Paul's presidential candidates, listen to it, and then we'll both have you reply afterwards. So that's clip number one, Sam. If I say all lives matter, I'm a racist. If I stand for my flag, I have to apologize for it. I'm not allowed to go to church, but I can burn churches to the ground. I'm not allowed to open my own business, but I can go loot and destroy other people's businesses. If I wear a badge, have a gun, and I'm dressed in blue, I'm a racist pig. But if I walk around destroying my city with bricks and masks, I'm considered a peaceful protester. I'm not allowed to peacefully protest the lockdown at my capital, but I can go destroy and graffiti my capital. I'm not allowed to go to the park to play t-ball with my family, but I can destroy the park. I'm not allowed to protect our historical monuments and history, but I can go tear them down and have them land on top of people. I'm not allowed to have an opinion on racial matters because I'm white, but if I don't have an opinion on it, I'm the reason why people are oppressed. I can go riot in the streets with the BLM, but if I go to a Trump rally, COVID-19 magically appears. Does anyone else not see the hypocrisy in all of this? I am done with your bullshit. All right. Now, uh, this time we'll go with uh, Paul, the newly crowned Paul Reno. Paul, what uh, are your, is your reply to that uh, uh, a very strongly opinionated young white girl? Well, I'm, I'm familiar with that clip. It's been around. It was uh, from the, the COVID era. And, of course, everything she says is what you would call uh, an objective truth, in my opinion. This is the perverse and twisted world that the Jew wants us to live in, where uh, – here, here's another example. Again, taking off on this this commercial, which I'm sure you, you've probably seen, Giuseppe, and I'm assuming that, Paul, you've probably seen these commercials and members of the audience. I, I'm not sure. I mainly only watch sporting events on television, but I'm sure they're, uh, they're in other places. And they tell you that – this hate which is rising is increasing all other hate and in this ad i've seen where they say black hate is increasing asian hate is increasing and you got to ask yourself who are they targeting this to and of course obviously it's us white people okay because apparently according to them we're the only people that are capable of hating right so it just the whole thing is just bizarre world and i've long suggested as you know giuseppe that we actually give them what it is that they fear most which is hate and the thing that comes after hate. Well, I uh, really admire your, your commitment to activism, uh, Paul Reno. Paul Tapete, your, your comments on that uh, young lady's observations. 
Oh, she's a bright young lady. A uh, couple things when it comes to the whole Bolshevik line of racist and racism. Um, I don't give power over to those words. I really don't give give you know crap if somebody's racist or not. I give a crap if they uh, violate my rights or damage my property. But be be a hater as much as you want to hate, man. Don't care. And uh, when it comes to like. Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter and white women getting murdered because they say All Lives Matter. Um, for the blacks and browns in this country, uh, your freedom was paid in white blood uh, to free you from Jewish slave masters. Uh, your debt's been paid. And any of this, uh, you know, re- repatriation or what do you call it, you know, pay- paying you for uh, slavery you never had to, to do or or us being slave masters that we never were, uh, yeah, not going to happen. And uh, reparations, there you go. I can't think of the damn thing. Yeah, reparations, not happening. Repatriate you back to Africa, that could happen very easily. And uh, if you want 40 acres in a meal, back in Africa, okay? Uh, you give up your citizenship. Um, we really need to look into Marcus Garvey. He was a great black uh, American uh, that the uh, the kosherites basically put the uh, NAACP basically to uh, destroy this great black American, Marcus Garvey, who wanted to take six of the 12 million blacks at that time back to Africa. And had uh, had we let him do that, had America let him do that, I think uh, Africa and America would be a lot stronger today. And uh, because we did it, and because we allowed the uh, coach rights to basically destroy this man, we had the problems with the races that we have today, because that's what the nose wanted. Oh, excellent observations, Paul Tapete. So this next uh, clip is going to be another, um, uh, since this is a, a town hall, um, uh, it's going to be another, uh, 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 what would you call it, a bold uh, claim from a young, um, woke, homosexual teacher. Sam, if you, could, um, if you could play clip number eight. So this is a very aggressive uh, far left uh, young homosexual teacher, basically. Um, well, you'll hear what he has to say. Teach about the flag behind me seems to really trigger a lot of snowflakes. And yes, I am your worst nightmare. So let's get one thing clear. If you have a problem that I have this flag in my classroom, stop following me right now. It's the Just pedo homo me, flag. Or better yet, Rainbow leave a comment so I know who I can block. Because I will never stop supporting the rights of all individuals to be loved for who they are. And yes, I do teach about stuff like this in my classroom. Thank you for asking. I teach about Marxism. I teach about socialism. I teach about trans rights. I teach about LGBTQ history. I teach about black history. I teach about the racial history of our country and the genocide that we have inflicted upon indigenous people. I teach about redlining and Africville and the Starlight Tours. I teach about the history of Sir John A. Macdonald. I teach about wealth inequality in Canada and the concentration of wealth in the 1%. I talk about the prevalence of LGBTQ and trans people in millennial and Gen Z generations and compare it to left-handedness. I teach about intersectionality. I teach about the Polytechnic Massacre. I teach about the 60s scoop. And do you want to know why I teach about these things? Because they are important and because they are related to the curriculum. I do not push anything on my students. All I do is show them the world that we live in. The one thing I could be argued of pushing on my students, if anything, is that we should all be loved and respected for who we are. 
And because of the courses that I teach, all of this can be connected to curriculum. But beyond that, in Ontario, under the Education Act, teachers essentially have the right to teach whatever they think is beneficial to their students. There is obviously a boundary to that, but what I talk about in my classroom, what I do in my classroom, will not break any of the rules. Just because you're a triggered snowflake who can't handle gay people existing does not mean that what I am doing is by any means wrong. It just means that you're an well, antiquated let's, dinosaur. Well, let's stop it there, uh, Sam. Uh, this time we'll let uh, Paul Tapete go first. It sounds to me as though he is teaching a very radical, child-grooming, uh, child-molesting, uh, Talmudic, satanic agenda. Uh, you, your thoughts, Paul Tapete? Um, all pedos, all groomers, all recruiters of children uh, need to go to jail. Um, if they've touched the children, then uh, they have three options. Wood chipper, meat grinder, or drawn and quartered. Um, let's stop a lot of this crap immediately once you start putting things up, you know, on the front page of the paper or broadcasting it all over media. This is what happens to those who touch the children, period. You don't recruit them. You don't awesome. groom them. You don't touch them. You don't teach them sex. Okay, go ahead. So, Paul... Paul, can I add to your list, which I really, I heartily approve of. Really, this is you're, you're turning out to be, you know, a pretty base guy here with the wood chipper, the meat grinder. Let's add the alligator pit, like lowered into the alligator pit by hook and chain by the crane. What do you think about that? Uh, that that's a, oh, dude. Always, always welcome suggestions, brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember I, don't, I can't think of the name of the movie, but there was this pretty, pretty. Uh, enjoyable uh, Guy Ritchie movie from like 20 years ago where about British gangsters and when they, they ran into someone who was betraying them or ripping them off, they'd give them to the piggies, these huge uh, hogs that would eat everything. So uh, I would uh -huh. submit that. Even. So just yeah, uh, quickly, so, you know, my initial reaction, as soon as I heard that guy, and I'm sure you probably felt the same way, Giuseppe, most men who are actually, you know, borderline uh, men. I'm, I've always been what I would call a borderline man. There actually are real men out there w walking around. <laughs> but I can't stand it when these fags tell you, let me make one thing clear. No, dude, the minute I hear something like that, it's like, no, no, you don't talk to me that way. You're not making anything clear to me. You want to exactly. say something, say something. But don't wag your finger and talk like you're going to make something clear to me because I got something clear for you, buddy. Anyway, I, I can't stand these faggots. All right, next, yeah, next clip. <laughs> Amen. Well, uh, the next clip is going to be uh, uh, to get your reaction to you two candidates. And, Sam, if you could play clip number four, which is essentially um, if this – it appears to be factual that the European Union is declaring that citizens who refuse to uh, uh, go along with uh, the psychopath Dr. Bill Gates, digital ID enslavement will be excluded from society. So let's listen to a little bit of this and get your thoughts. The European Parliament and member states have reached an agreement on the mandatory rollout of Bill Gates' digital ID, which has inbuilt features designed to exclude people from society if they don't comply with the globalist agenda. Here are the people's voice we've been warning the masses for years that a key plan in the globalist agenda involves digital IDs and central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, to lock humanity in a digital prison. And the European Union has just admitted that we were right all along. 
The elite have always denied these plans, describing anybody who dared to expose them as conspiracy theorists who need to be muzzled on social media, frozen out of society, and in some cases thrown in prison. But now, the globalists are making their move. But you don't have to submit to their authoritarian plans. It's not too late to fight back. In fact, there are millions of people around the world who are rising up against this tyranny. And we've got all the details coming up. Member of the European Parliament Rob Roos broke the bad news about the globalist institution's plans to roll out mandatory digital IDs designed by Bill Gates with mass enslavement of humanity in mind. I just left the room where we had the negotiations about the digital identity and I have bad news. The member states and the European Parliament came to an agreement. It means that probably not far from now, the digital identity will be uh, a fact in the European Union. Right after this agreement, Commissioner Breton said, now we have the digital identity wallet, we have to put something in it. And what he meant was the digital euro, also known as the central bank digital currency. And this is a very bad development. They always promise us not to make this connection And even uh, a lot of experts, uh, privacy experts and security experts, warned also last week this is uh, a a very uh, bad idea for our privacy and our freedom. And still, this digital identity is pushed through. To be known as EIDs, the digital identity technology will grant the political elite in Europe the power to freeze people's bank accounts, stop them from buying flights, groceries, basic necessities, and from participating in society in any meaningful way. And if you don't believe this is what they're planning, you haven't been paying attention. The United Nations Development Programme, UNDP, is launching a project to advance the agenda which will ensure all members of the public will be forced to participate in the scheme. The project is based on what's known as a digital public infrastructure, aka DPI. The UN's justification for demanding that the human race be imprisoned with digital IDs is the supposed necessity to reach the UN Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs. That's right. Okay, Sam, They're that's blaming enough. climate change uh, on so this one, we'll too. Go with, According uh, to Professor... We'll go with uh, Paul Reno this time first. Paul, I mean, essentially, uh, the globalists have been talking about this for more than a decade, about uh, the digital ID, central bank digital currency, essentially the the one world, uh, Jew world order, um, one world religion. So, um, you know, if, if the EU is passing it and the UN is passing it, you know that the uh, the globalist rectum liquors and both the two phony parties, Republican and Democrat will seek to follow suit. So how do you as a president intend to block that? Well, you know, again, we're just having fun here with our imaginary uh, presidential uh, candidacies. Right. Um, and in fact, you know, it'd be fun if we can maybe squeeze in a little bit later. I'll, I'll talk about some of the things uh, mostly going to be humorous on my platform. And we could see if Paul agrees but, yeah, you know, in other words, this is something that's going to uh, – they're going to at least attempt to implement it. This should be no surprise. It's been talked about for quite a long time. It's their ultimate wet dream of permission and power and ownership. That's really what it is. In other words, you know, you will exist by their permission. You will buy, you know, and sell with their permission. Uh, nothing could be more clear that you'll be a complete and total 
uh, well, what's a better word for it than than a robot? You know, you basically be a, a human, Ooh. you know, a human robotic unit that exists uh, by their uh, their good graces, and uh, so it has to be resisted at all costs, including uh, violence. Uh, you know, I would imagine that uh, initially there's going to be plenty of people who are not going to go along with it, and the ones that are bold are going to uh, end up taking what they want uh, the way blacks do now. You know, we're just going to be shoplifting. If they uh, don't want to accept our cash or, or whatever else it is that we've historically been using, then we're going to be put in a position to become uh, criminals. And again, this is kind of what they want to. I, I believe they've already gamed this out, but that doesn't right. mean that we should deprive them of that. Uh, I believe it's going to result in a lot of destruction before it finally settles out. I have a fear because there's so many fags out there. There's so many cooperators. There's so many people that go along to get along. They wear their masks. They pay their taxes. They roll up their sleeves that it could be successful. And, of course, it'll just make me angrier than I already am. But uh, everybody out there, get prepared for this because they're going to try to push this uh, no matter what. It may fail, but initially it's going to be ugly. Candidate Paul Tepete, they... uh they, being the globalist parasites, tried our test run of this a couple of years ago when they were trying to, if you didn't take the jubonic jujab mRNA uh, genetic experimental injection, you were were intended to be excluded from society. And some radicals like that uh, uh, Chinese tree monkey fake MD, Lena Wen or whatever her name was, uh, said that anybody who... Uh, doesn't go along, shouldn't be allowed to shop for groceries, shouldn't be allowed to do anything. So they got they got bitch slapped over that, and now they're trying with this new digital ID. So your thoughts, how do we block this? Uh, well, if I was president, I'd basically outlaw the Federal Reserve and just, you know, just knock it out from there. Um, oh, fantastic. I mean, really, yep. without the Federal Reserve, how, how does it get implemented? Yep, that's a great one. Really good, really good. All right, so um, um, let's go. Um, oh, you said the parasites, man. How about a new word, parasite? Parasite, there you go. Yeah. Um, parasite, two words. Uh, let's go to... Uh, let, let's test your, your two acumens. Uh, this is going to be a quote from a famous individual. Uh, Sam, if you could play clip number 15 and, uh, and, and, and also then comment on the ultimate uh, failure always of multiculturalism. So um, uh, clip number 15, Sam. There are certain truths which stand out so openly on the roadsides of life that every passerby may see them. Yet because of their very obviousness, the general run of people disregard such truths. Or at least they do not make them the object of any conscious knowledge. People are so blind to some of the simplest facts in everyday life that they are highly surprised when somebody calls attention to what everybody ought to know. All the innumerable forms in which the life urge of nature manifests itself 
are subject to a fundamental law. One may call it an iron law of nature, which compels the various species to keep within the definite limits of their own life forms when propagating and multiplying their kind. Each animal mates only with one of its own species. The titmouse cohabits only with the titmouse, the finch with the finch, the stork with the stork, the field mouse with the field mouse, the house mouse with the house mouse, the wolf with the she-wolf, etc. Every crossing between two breeds, which are not quite equal, results in a product which holds an intermediate place between the levels of the two parents. This means that the offspring will indeed be superior to the parent which stands in the biologically lower order of being, but not so high as the higher parent. For this reason, it must eventually succumb in any struggle against the higher species. The stronger must dominate and not mate with the weaker. This urge for the maintenance of the unmixed breed, which is a phenomenon that prevails throughout the whole of the natural world, results not only in the sharply defined outward distinction between one species and another, but also in the internal similarity of characteristic qualities which are peculiar to each breed or species. If nature does not wish that weaker individuals should mate with the stronger, she wishes even less that a superior race should intermingle with an inferior one, because in such a case all her efforts throughout hundreds of thousands of years to establish an evolutionary higher stage of being may thus be rendered futile. Okay, Sam, that's good. Uh, Paul Tepeti, do you recognize that quote in your thoughts? Uh, not really, but I mean, the garbage that's being talked about it sounds more like a, a Charles Darwin repeating his grandfather Erasmus Darwin's garbage bullshit on evolution, where there is no evolution, there's only adaptation. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That, it, uh, Paul, Paul uh, Reno, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you, I, I sent you the clip so you probably know who it's from, but go ahead. <clears throat> well, I would have recognized it because of the music. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, sure, that's right out of Mein Kampf. And yep. it's basically just, uh, you know, observable uh, reality. Uh, anybody who's been alive long enough, and I know uh, you, Giuseppe, and I have been alive long enough. I'm not sure how old you are, Paul. But I have seen in my brief lifetime a transition from a more physically attractive and more physically intelligent American populace to a much, much less physically attractive, and to my eye and ear, a much less intelligent. And of course, this just all comes from the fact that these lower races are less intelligent. I uh, hear the music. Yep, oh, here we go. Oh. Bottom of the hour break. Stay tuned, and we'll be back for more of this uh, compelling uh, uh, fake debate. Stay tuned.
true. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. You want to tell it's called the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this... So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. That is, it's a tactic.
not just a word to me It means everything about what's liberty Walking by a brother in need, help him out, give him something to eat. Why don't you see what they do to me? They're gonna be Second half of hour number one in the Sane Asylum, broadcasting on republicbroadcasting.org and speakfreeradio.com, as well as video simulcast on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Odyssey, and, and Rumble. And But RBN is the flagship for the Sunday night, and RBN has just begun a amazing uh, fundraising opportunity. Um, while the Library at Alexandria did burned down, probably was burned down by the Satanists of the day. The Statmiller Library from the house of Statmiller, John Statmiller, who sadly passed two years ago, who, who launched and, and was the spearhead for RBN, uh, you can, if you can donate $100 or more um, through January 7th, each week, uh, qualifying donors uh, with a donation of $100 or more will be able to choose a book of the week from the great Stat Miller Library. And so John had his finger on the pulse of a lot of important things. And, of course, there's a lot of great books there. So if you can't swing that, maybe you can swing uh, 20 bucks to RBN or uh, go to the fine store, the RBN store. And uh, there's some great products there like the Extendovite and so many other commercials you hear. But the bottom line, both for Republic Broadcasting and Speak Free Radio, is these are independent platforms that cost money to run them. So if you can support both, platforms please do all right we're back in that catchy tune the voice sounded familiar that was freedom from the incredibly talented fellow named paul tapete and his band poker face and so paul you know much like they they give each candidate the opportunity let's uh change gears a little bit and start with you paul tapete and what's on your mind and what would you like to to share with people right now um, well, just quickly with the, the, the latest, uh, garbage that's occupying everybody's, you know, well, not everybody, but, you know, the mainstream heads, and that's the, uh, the false flag that Israel did to itself on October 6th. Right. Uh, didn't I send you that, uh, didn't I send you that cover from, uh, the, the Rothschilds, uh, magazine? Oh, it was 12 uh, years ago. On Telegram? Uh, I've seen that though. I've seen other people have put it around. Yeah, that's uh, they 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 telegraph everything. I mean, there's that cover of the uh, Economist uh, Rothschild magazine back in 1987 was showing off the Bitcoin emblem before they they created that uh, phony uh, story about that Asian dude who created it. So yeah, yeah, it's really funny. They 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 telegraph far in advance if you're paying attention, don't they, Paul? Yeah, so 12 years ago, the economist has this on his front cover, has Hamas dude in a little paraglider, shooting at uh, Ariel Sharon in uh, another paraglider. Uh, kind of like what just happened October 6th, not like uh, the satanic leaders of Israel already know what's going to happen. I mean, 
you don't do uh, a hit and run on, on Israel like that. Nobody crosses the border anywhere. That, that's like the most heavy-guarded, most under-camera, most watched border anywhere in the world. And for them to have had that kind of, like, a head start is impossible unless it was allowed to happen. And right. Bibi Netanyahu uh, basically needs to be executed by his own people for allowing this travesty to happen. So that basically gives... The uh, Shemraelis, the uh, excuse to genocide the Palestinian people, which are mainly children. So good job there, guys. Horrendously good job, as in satanically evil. So, uh, Paul Reno, formerly known as Paul from California, formerly known as Northern Nevada Paul, uh, what what would you like to share with uh, the listeners and the potential voters? Well, um, going off of what uh, Paul just said and what you know, you you and he have been talking about. Um, you know, w- when you look at what's going on over there, I mean, it's hard to um, it's hard to draw any other conclusion than just like you were saying when they project this stuff so far in advance that this is was going to take place uh, no matter what. You know, whatever the the scale of the event and how much of it was fake or false flag, and and you know what parts of it were allowed to happen versus actually happen. The problem is that people believe it. Okay. And I'm not even sure if the people that want us to believe it actually believe it. So in other words, you hear Ben Shapiro or you hear Mark Levin or Sean Hannity. I I would really love to put them under torture and actually find out if they really (laughs) believe, (laughs) if they really believe what it is that they're trying to tell us to believe. Okay. Now there is a big, there is a big part of me, and I think you can agree with this, you know, that I don't care, right? In other words, you know, I'm a humanitarian. I'm not, I'm not a bad guy, okay? I'm a nice person. I, you know, I'm a helpful person, all these sorts of things. But there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that, unfortunately, we can't do anything about, and it just makes us angry. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of anger issues throughout my life for various yeah. reasons, <laughs> one reason or another. And I think anybody can relate to that who has been a a cognizant white male growing up in this country. So uh, what's happening in Israel, uh, we can we can speculate, right? But in the end, we know generally who the victim is and who the perpetrator has always been, okay? So I'm sure that, uh, you know, if we had a bunch of Hamas living here, we probably wouldn't like them, okay? In other words, I've, I've read a lot, not a lot, but I've read a little bit about this as well as listened. Uh, this is well before this tragedy happened about what's going on in the Middle East. And I've watched videos, I've listened to audio, and I've read some articles online here and there. You know, nothing that you would call deep research. But I don't think the Palestinians in general are very popular in the Middle East. Okay, I know the Egyptians don't really like them, the Jordanians don't like them, and for sure the Israelis don't like them. Now, that doesn't mean that they should be uh, receive the treatment they're receiving. As I stated a couple of times before, that it's just a tragedy the way the world is, that all this money that's being given to Israel for weapons and everything else, uh, a lot of that could be diverted and to provide the Palestinians with a decent life, you know, a decent place to live and a decent life where they don't have really any grievances, all right, because they have material comfort, and you could have peace over there, peace and prosperity on both sides. But, of course, uh, as Giuseppe has said so many times on air, uh, the one thing you can always know about these Jews, besides the fact that they will lie, is that they will destroy. They will destroy the natural order, and they will destroy societal order. It's what they do, and historical record uh, 
Exactly. The historical record is pretty firm and, and uh, shall we say, uh, congruent on this throughout the centuries. So we got a we got a problem, and we have to deal with it. And we have to be we have to be strong about it. We can't be weak willed. Otherwise, we're going to be victims just like the Palestinians. Look, I got a, I got an addendum. Uh, I got a solution to you to to the problem. Since uh, basically uh, the Jew Zelensky in Ukraine has basically murdered the uh, the the male, uh, I'd say anywhere from like eighteen to fifty two right now. Why don't we right. transfer all the Kazemi mafiosos who are basically from that area? The Snake Kingdom was from like Armenia, Azerbaijan, Ukraine area. Move all the Ashkenazi Kazers back to where they came from and let Palestinians have Palestine again. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Absolutely. Uh, something needs to be done. But uh, uh, Sam, if you could queue up clip number 12, uh, and, and I'd like to get both your thoughts on this. You know, if you've looked, and I know, you know, uh, Paul and I are in our 60s, and Paul Tepete, you're in your 50s, but we all remember as kids, you know, it used to be the Encyclopedia Britannica, and you could look look up anything. In fact, that was, you know, when you wrote your reports, I went to Catholic school, so did Paul. I think maybe both Pauls did. Um, yeah. And uh, you, you'd have to write your reports and you, you you could use that as a legitimate source. And so, uh, Sam, please play clip number 12 from the uh, insightful comedian Owen Benjamin. Hey, guys, I don't know about you, but a lot of this anti-Semitism is really rubbing me the wrong way. So I hit my Encyclopedia Britannica, as you can see behind me, from 1968. See? 1968, Encyclopedia Britannica. Epic. Because I wanted to go back even closer to when the horrible events happened and really show people what what happened and to stop this. I want to deny the denial. You know what I mean? So I went to my H book uh, from Encyclopedia Britannica that has everything you can possibly imagine in it. And I want to shut these fucking anti-Semites up once and for all, you know, about the Holocaust. So I looked it up. There's Holmes, Solid Mustache, H-O-L, H-O-L, wait a minute. What the fuck? Wait a, guys, Holy Roman Empire, okay. Holy Roman Empire, Holy Roman Empire, Holy Orders, Holy Ghost, Holy Land, Holy Cross, Hotel Holstein, Holt. Guys, I hate to, I, this just happened in real time. The Encyclopedia Britannica from 1968 is pure, unadulterated hate. So I wanted to just prove once and for all that Palestinians don't even exist. They're just a remnant of old empire. They're just scumbags, just total, just total shit. The country's like a fabrication in the mind of hate. And so if Holocaust isn't in here, from all those books, I guarantee Palestine isn't in here. Oh, oh, Jesus. Palestine? So Palestine? 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 Oh, fuck! So much hatred! Palestine? Palestine? Ah. Guys, I mean, it's pages of pure hate. Jew hate, might as well. Oh, more Jew hate? 
Oh no! Oh, you might you might as well. Gee, I mean, you might as well wear them as, make them wear a star. You know what I mean? I mean, guys, there are pages and pages and page all about this country that, according to Ben Shapiro, doesn't exist. But then I went to H to look up the horrors of the of the worst event in human history, and lo and behold, it's not in the goddamn encyclopedia from 1968. Oh, something is up. Okay. Dear Encyclopedia Britannica, you'll be hearing from the ADL, and you will also be hearing from my lawyer, because I'm going to be suing you for... $33 billion. Suck it. Suck it, Encyclopedia Britannica. You want to pump heat? I mean, that was only... Okay, Sam, that's... Uh, that's 23 years after... Paul, you know, Paul uh, Reno and then Paul Tepete, you brought up that nobody else in the uh, Middle East likes the Palestinians, but it's funny. I've seen those pictures from uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica of the 60s, and they have, you know, like... 10 12 pages in the 20s and 30s palestine was westernized they the the men and the women they had a functional society but when you're you know when you're invaded and literally kicked out of your own homes you become really desperate and you fall way down the hierarchy known as maslow's hierarchy when you can barely survive so you know uh, the the point i'm getting and get your thoughts on paul reno and then paul tapete is how else are you going to react when the world essentially invaded you and, and because of the Rothschild banking cabal and, and, and essentially destroyed your very way of life and your your country and your people? So your thoughts, Paul? Well, again, I you know, I'm not over there and I don't really know the sentiments of these people. These are just things I've read and heard. And, of course, they cannot be blamed because they've become nomads and refugees, right? And right, course, exactly. When right. you're when you're expelled from your land, when you're houses are destroyed your orchard we've all heard what the what the uh the zionists did right you know ripping up orchards and bulldozing yeah. houses and essentially uh destroying or uprooting entire communities lock stock and barrel so when they're going to uh go somewhere else uh you know these they're not going to be the most welcome people in the world because other people are going to have to be responsible for them right you know, it's, it's sort of like what's taking place here in other words the 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 mexican guatemalan salvadoran and all these other central americans that are coming here right if if government welfare and food stamps and other such things didn't exist they would be nowhere near as viable as they are but i mean to their credit they're much more viable than american blacks as a rule it's unfortunate in fact they're you know, as Giuseppe, uh, you know, I'm sure you know, they're being displaced in the workplace. They're, you know, you, you used to see blacks in the workplace a lot more when I was younger, and you just don't see them as much anymore because, um, you know, the Mexicans have displaced them uh, for any number of reasons. Some of the reasons are good. But this is the kind of thing that the Jews do. They engineer this societal uh, disharmony, the societal upheaval, while telling you it's good for you. This, of course, is one of the, you know, 25,000 million, 6 million reasons why they're hated. They're not persecuted, as I pointed out years and years ago when I first addressed this on Jim Fetzer's show. It's they've been hated throughout time. And there's a reason that you're hated. People don't hate you for no reason. Right. Paul Tepete, um, your thoughts on that clever clip by Owen Benjamin. And also, I'd like to get your thoughts on how that, even though, you know, 10 minutes in a good internet 
connection and you can completely disprove the lies of the Holocaust. And, and it, it, you know, as Owen Benjamin just did in, in three minute clip, but yet everywhere we look, uh, the uh, Zionist, the uh, cabal is pushing their puppets in, at every level, state, local and federal government to have more Holocaust training, more Holocaust memorials, more Holocaust classes. It's like, it's literally, it's all a lie. And yet it's like another one of these fake religions. So your thoughts, Paul Tepete? I love a fake religion. I call it the cult of holohoxianity, man. Um, the marketing of it didn't really. The marketing of it really didn't get going until the mid seventies. Um, I remember the, the first holy hoax movie that came out, and I was probably like nine years old, and it was just like uh, you know the whole suffering and uh, you know the, the poor pity this and that and. Uh, it was the beginning of, of, like, you know, trying to uh, usurp Christ as the ultimate sacrifice, because now we have the six trillion, six billion, six million Jews that died in the holy hoax. Um, yeah, it's become a mythical, mythical proportions now, and, you know, you can't you can't talk about it, uh, you know, because only they can talk about it. You can't talk about it because if you talk about it, I mean, they can talk about Christ and be sort of crap who's gay. Uh, whatever. But if you even try to talk anything about the Holy Hoax, you, you can't even begin to question the orthodoxy because it'll destroy it. And if you destroy it, then you have no orthodoxy. So, of course, you're the heathen, you're the heretic, you're, you know, you need to be outcasted from society because you think you have wrong thought. All wrong thoughters want to leave society. Great point. You know, both you gentlemen have mentioned repeatedly uh, the, the uh, insidious actions of the so of the zionist sam if you could cue up clip number 11 and uh, this young man discovered that not only are there plenty of evil zionists but there's actually a zionist playbook check this out so i think people thought i was joking when i said hey that's just a line from the zionist playbook but there's actually a Zionist playbook. It was published in 2009 to help people defend the atrocities of Israel. And if you don't believe me, you could just type in that title, The Israel Project, and you could download the 116-page document. It even has a table of contents, rules for effective communication, glossary of words that work, how to talk about Palestine self-government and prosperity, Isolating Iran-backed Hamas as an obstacle to peace. Israel's right to self-defense and defensible borders. Do you ever wonder why everyone sounds the same when they're talking about Israel? There's no second opinion. It's because it's literally written out for them. This is not, this is 18 chapters. So here, this one, this is like one of chapter one, the 25 rules for effective communication. And the first point is, it doesn't matter if you know, you need to show the other side you care. So they're telling people to fake Caring. So persuadables don't, won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Show empathy, empathy for both sides. So this is like a, a tactic that they tell people to do. It's weird that they have to write it out. So this was nice too. Things not to say. We are prepared to allow them to build. Don't use that. Don't use that. We allow them to build. Even though that's what they're doing, they're saying don't using it. Don't use it. Try this one. Achieving peaceful relations requires the leadership, political, business, and military of both sides. And so uh, we asked the Palestinians, stop using that language of incitement. Stop using the language of violence. And, you know, they're trying to turn it back on the Palestinians, but this is, this is a script. 
So when I say this is a Zionist line or from the playbook, because it literally is from the playbook. And this is what every probably reporter or anchor on TV has in front of them. Every congressman is probably giving this when they, you know, get sworn in. Here's your copy of the uh, uh, Israel's Zionist playbook. So this is uh, like amazing that this isn't like exposed yet. But how can the current Palestinian leadership honestly say it will pursue peace when previous leaders rejected an offer? This, you always hear that. What about the offers that were rejected? It came from here. This is like, this is still chapter one, I think, page like whatever. But how do I make peace with a government who wants me dead? Why are they phrasing it like that? You ever wonder why they phrase it like that? Because they're told to phrase it like this. this is, actually, I heard Peace Morgan use one of these. In his, um, in his, um, interview with Sinek, and he said that's a f- weird way to phrase the question. It's an unfair f- way to, f- um, to phrase the question. And this is why. Because he got it from the playbook. It's right here. Here are the questions you're going to hear a lot, time and time again, because it is scripted for them. There you go. We're coming up to the top of the hour break, and then we'll open up the phone lines. For you to speak to these two fine uh, presidential candidates, I would have either Paul uh, six million times more than any of the current uh, little uh, clown car uh, inhabitants. But uh, we got about a minute, so each one of you guys can comment. Uh, first, Paul Tapete, how about that? The Zionist playbook, you can download it. Uh, yeah, no thanks, man. Um, no <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, we'll save Paul Reno till after the break. So stay tuned after the top of the hour. We'll open up the phone lines so you can talk to uh, two fine Pauls and one Giuseppe. So stay tuned after these messages. John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.